on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed Welcome back guys, on to our third and final headline Headline number three Headline number three reads Black Lives Matter and related causes receive nearly $83 billion from corporations. Now, I did some deep diving in this, and we got some real AF exclusives. $83 billion. Billion. And they're, and they're, and they're making that, the, that Patrice woman the fucking fall person oh. for all of it. Listen, I, I'm not going to say I, I, I learned to have a heart, because like, I dug into some shit in here. She's definitely fucking corrupt and fucked up. No fucking doubt. But she's also the fucking figurehead. That's all it was. That, that, the, that the fucking far left Democrats, the people who go into the black neighborhoods every fucking two and four years and say, we're going to save you. They robbed all that money through their act blue. I already know the story before you fucking do it. Bro, it is fucking outrageous. Yeah, they robbed them. Outrageous. They, if you're in a black community and you fucking thought the BLM was genuine and you gave money, just know that that went to the same fucking people that come to your neighborhood every fucking two and four years and say they're going to fix crime and get y'all, you know, set up, fix your education system, make life good, and never do shit but make it worse. Just understand, they stole that money from you. Dude, like for me, it was always like... Is that accurate? Very accurate. Okay, because I haven't heard the whole story that you have, but I'm pretty sure I've been looking to it. You're on it. The the part, like, I used to think like this, right? Because, you know, like BLM started here in St. Louis, right? Where we both 2014. Right? August. And so I've, I've... I've had a chance of seeing it from a few different perspectives, right? Um, as you have as well. And I've, I've always, like, when, when BLM first came around and first got going, I, my biggest issue was I'm like, okay, we're doing all of this yelling, screaming, burning our fucking communities down, right? And like, okay, where, like, what, what is it, what are we producing? Like, what has been done about it, right? And I used to think, well, like, fuck, like, like, okay, all the screaming and crying is unnecessary because it didn't do anything, right? Like, the community still looked the same. And now you're realizing that, like, no, okay, like, it's clear that it did something because it caused corporations all across America to fucking donate billions of fucking dollars. It didn't go anywhere because they didn't want it to go anywhere. Because how can they continue to fucking say that it's a problem if they don't create the problem? And they can't give you the solution if they're not giving, creating the problem. None of these politicians, with the exception of the, the people who are non-uniparty, non-establishment, non-lifetime politicians, not a single one of, of these people is in the fucking business of solving any problems for us. No. They are in the business of maintaining power and maintaining relationship and maintaining their income stream. This is why Nancy Pelosi can go in the office being poor and leave worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And we can say the same for a number of politicians. Unless they're a true, red-blooded, freedom-loving American who came from doing... And these are the people that they make you hate on TV. By the way. right? These are the people who um, they make look like bumbling fucking idiots on TV. Okay? And they do that because those are the people that can actually take this shit away from them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when they criticize, like, America first politicians who come from, you know, Main Street America realize that the reason they're doing that is not because those people are stupid. They actually, the, the, the media believes those people are stupid. And what does that say about they think about you? Right. 
They think you're fucking stupid. They think you're one of them. You're stupid enough to believe it. So the minute that you try to get into their system, they start making you feel like you're less than, you're worth, you're worthless, you're a dumb fuck. Racist. Yeah, racist. (laughs) You're you're from, you know, East Buttfuck, Middle America that nobody cares about. And that's what these fucking far left elite people think. They believe the world is theirs and we're just living in it. And so, you know, you can find out a lot about who the people, the real people are. They're going to create change by seeing who they attack. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's let's dive into this. Like I said, we we got some some we got some shit here, okay? So uh this is a Breitbart article by the way. Um it reads the Black Lives Matter or BLM movement and related causes received an astonishing 82.9 billion dollars from corporations. A new funding database from the Claremont Institute has found the Claremont Institute Center for the American Way of Life explained the necessity of their report in an article published in Newsweek where the center asserted that the 2020 BLM movement was about more than just, quote, rioting and destruction. The center explained that, quote, the BLM pressure campaigns, harassment and moral blackmail also amounted to possibly the most lucrative shakedown of corporate America in its history. Quote, as a point of reference, $82.9 billion is more than the GDP of 46 African countries combined. In 2022, the Ford Motor Company's profit was only $23 billion. They also noted the sum of $82.9 billion uh, includes more than $123 million to the BLM parent organizations directly, okay, as well as much more to other organizations uh, supporting BLM's agenda. The list reveals that several popular corporations from a wide range of different industries supplied the movement with large sums of cash. Walmart, for example, which is based in Arkansas, giving whopping $100 million in support of BLM and related causes, focusing on racial equity. Amazon gave more than $169.5 million. Meanwhile, pharmaceutical companies, uh, for this one in particular, uh, AbbVie, gave the movement over $62 million in funding. Allstate pitched in $7.7. American Express gave $50 million. Apple gave $100 million. Uh, AT&T gave $21.5 million. I mean, it's everywhere. You know where I gave my money? My, my little, you know, I'm not AT&T, bro. I know where you went. Yeah. Where'd it go? To the actual fucking communities? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How about, how about when I gave all my money that year, which I gave away well into the seven figures that year? To small businesses that have been fucked up by the pandemic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. George real, Floyd riots. Real people take care of the fucking people. Yeah, not man. the government and not the corporations. No, man. And, it's and fucking disgusting. It came from everywhere, right? Um, guess who else was in it? BlackRock. Shocking. Shocking. $810 million towards BLM and related causes. Uh, with other powerful financial institutions also bankrolled into the movement. Capital One Financial gave $10 million. Uh, Morgan Stanley gave 30, U.S. Bank gave $160 million. So the question remains, where did the money go? Well, before you get into where the money went, maybe we should look at this list and think to ourselves, why do these people have so much money to just give away to causes that actually don't benefit the real people? The only reason they have the money is because we use their services. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Something to think about. That's a fact, man. 
So, so I, I see this as a list to me. Yeah, like, per, I'm not per, to fuck with. That's right. Yeah. When I personally see this list, and I'm not telling you what to do, I'm not. I'm not fucking. This is what you're gonna do. I'm telling you what I'm gonna do. Yeah. That's a list of me of of people that I will not do business with. That's what that is. Yeah. Wells Fargo gave two hundred and ten million dollars. I mean, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so I had this question. I'm like, okay, so where the fuck did these billions of dollars go to? Well, here's the other question. They fucking drug uh, that Patrice Marxist woman, mm-hmm. the quote unquote founder of BLM. Yeah. Through the mud over a couple million bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That ain't shit. Hold on. <laughs> so now we're not only talking about fleecing and like you want to talk about racism. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody wants to get pissed about racism. Let's talk about this for a second. They stole the black community's fucking money. No doubt. They, they didn't, they, those, a lot, of, a lot of people, like normal people that gave money, they believed they were actually helping. Absolutely. That money disappeared. All you got was a yard sign. A hundreds of, bi- or $83 billion, all right? That money never went to those communities. Fuck no. Okay? People don't realize this. That money never fucking made it to those communities. And then they take the black founder, these <laughs> same companies that we mm-hmm. just listed, all the people that are part of this movement, they take the black founder and make her the scapegoat for their grift. The fall guy. Yeah. In the name of fucking pro-black. Mm-hmm. Actually, a uh, correction on the Andy. Some of the money did go back into community, just not the way we think. And that's what's about to get exposed here. Okay. So I went to um, BLM's website. Black Lives Matter. We'll have the link in the description, of course, right? Um, and one of their... Uh, pages on the website is this blm transparency center okay and they go through all the ways they're being transparent and all of their values and all of their initiatives and movements and you know they talk about um the things that they they've they've done and this um part of that page it says what are blm's global network foundation's plans to further support victims of police brutality and their families well they say they Andy, they, they say they invested $25 million into the black community, right? But when you look at how that money was invested, a large amount of that money went to an organization that does bail bonds reliefs, which means that the very people who are terrorizing these communities get to go to this organization and get out on bond and get their bonds paid for to go right back into the communities and continue fucking terrorizing the community. So it went back to the community, Andy, for sure. What do you mean? Um, and also, they, they publicly listed their, uh, their farm. So um, hold on. Let's stop right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, the great BLM, gave over $25 million reinvested in the black community. Mm-hmm. We also collected $83 billion, which means we donated .000. <laughs> Three zero percent of our funds back to the community in the name of black people. Yeah, which Point was used zero to zero zero to fuck three the zero. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You guys are so fucking virtuous. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But here's the thing: they yeah, have. So, so let's get on to where it went, because that's a lot of money to disappear, isn't it? Where did it go? I know where it went. Where go did ahead. it go? Well, because I mean, all the farms that they have, you know, like do their charity. They, they have a Form 990. It's, it's up to the public. But, in, 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 you know, hey, listen, they only have two employees, Andy. They got about 50,000 50, volunteers, but they only have two listed employees. Okay? Um, 
And they're only saying that they actually received 70, $76 million in 2020. Oh, and you can track, this is the organization. I mean, these are some, like they have a grassroots so project. Where, so where did the, so if they, if they only got 73 million, where did the, the other uh, 82.9 million dollars go? Abracadabra, bro. 82.9 billion dollars. Where'd it go? Oh, the the Healing Justice Program. This is the one. You know, they spent fourteen million dollars to, you know, get these people terrorizing our communities back into our communities. Continue to continue terrorizing the community. Um, this is all public, guys. We have it here for you. I, I did. I took the time. Art and culture. They spent two point seven on that, and it's interesting. Like, I mean, dude, none of this shit makes sense. Like, you have an employee here, Kaylee Scales, who's a former managing director. Her average hours per week that she works is zero. But she was paid $140,000 that year. Where Patrice Collars, it says that she works average on 40 hours a week. She has no notable fucking payments. Well, clearly whoever filed this paperwork is a fucking idiot. It's fucking idiots, right? Now, here's an interesting thing. Because we're going to start seeing where a lot of this BLM money went to. Um, names and business of, of uh, <clears throat> associates is listed here. Um, this Bowers Consulting Firm, right? They got about $2.1 million. This Trap Heels LLC, they got about a million, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, but where did the rest go? Well, let's talk about who that, at least this money went. We can start there, and I'll tell you who it went to. Because um, <clears throat> it talks about it. There was an independent audit that was done on BLM um, covering the year 2020. Uh, and it says that, uh, like, one of the examples was the, a sibling of Patrice Collars, who owns a private security and protection company, was paid about a million dollars for a security service. She must went to that Cori Bush school. Hey, you took the words out of my mouth, man. She she must know what Cori Bush does. You know what I'm saying? Look at that. But like, here's here's, like, what's it like? Dude, I mean. What's it like? What's it like working with somebody that knows what the fuck's coming? It's hard. It's hard. I'm just saying. But like one of the things, like one of the, like what they list is one of their biggest payouts, this Bowers Consulting Firm. It's currently owned by the board member, Shaloma Bowers. Like she owns this consulting firm and had BLM pay them. So she sits on the board of BLM. I get it. Like, what That's, about this one? What about the fact that uh, Damon she Turner. sits on the board of BLM. Yeah. And then BLM uses her quote unquote consulting services, services on top of it. And pays them. You know, or 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 this Trap Hills, right? This Trap Hills LLC is owned by Damon Turner. He received about a million dollars for live production design and media. Turner is a rapper. He's an artist. He's also Patrice Collar's baby daddy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but still, man, like that ain't all. That's eighty-two. I'm just saying, like, like the dude who owns the security company. That's her fucking brother, Paul. Yeah, but look, bro, we're still talking about. We're still a small, small. We're percentage. still talking about less, like a fucking fraction, a small, tiny sliver of the money actually collected. Where is that money? Where do you? Where do I think it is? Yeah, I mean, oh well, I fucking. Know they're obviously is. not telling us. <laughs> well, I mean, bro, I don't know if this was if this is the case anymore. But back whenever all these donations were being made, it was linked directly to the Act Blue website, which is a website that promotes all the democratic movements. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people were funding the literal uh, election of Joe Biden and other far, far left Marxist people yep. during this time. So and where did that money go to? 
And well, that money was funneled to FTX. And where did that money go to? Yeah. It's fucking like this is the like this is a massive Listen, dude, fucking I'm fucking sick of this corruption. Like I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of everything having to mean five other things. Mm -hmm. I like, dude, the average human being, like, look, look, bro. Look how hard it is for us to fucking follow what's going on. We do, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The average American cannot follow the fucking breadcrumbs because there's, it's too complicated. So many and there's too much shit. And dude, you guys wonder why like our, our country's so depressed and so anxious and so mentally fucking unwell. Well, if you lived in a concentration camp in fucking North Korea and you lived inside the walls of a reality and all you knew and were expected to believe as truth were what the people told you was actually true, even when it conflicted with what you observed with your own eyes, that's called psychological fucking torture. And that's what they do here in the United States of America at the current time. And it's been going on for the last three years, extremely fucking heavy. And before that, I don't know how long it's been going on. But the, the fact of the matter is, I think most of us can agree that we all deserve to know the truth. Mm. We all deserve to know the truth of what's going on in the world. We, know, we all deserve to know the truth of our own human history. We all deserve to know the actual facts of the matter without it being a drawn-out political uh, leveraged piece of information or quote-unquote classified or redacted or listen, they treat us like we're fucking prisoners in this, in this country that they call free. We'll know what they tell us to know. They don't allow us to know anything. No. So if you weren't allowed to know anything and you were in one of these camps, what do you think the state of mind would be for you? It would be very hard to remain a sane, normal, high-functioning, happy human being. And what these people are actually doing is they're stealing our fucking life. They're stealing our fucking life. Pharmaceutical fucking antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications are at all-time high. People are, people are hurting. People are scared. People are mentally unwell. And it's because, a big reason, is because we are constantly shaken uh, by the media. We are constantly pitted against each other. We are never told the actual truth. We are pillaged and fucking raped financially by our own government. And we have to understand that this is going to kill us all long-term if we don't figure it out and get these fuckers out, it's a real problem, dude. You know, like, how can you have a peaceful life with the way that they've created our environment? Mm -hmm. That's not what we all deserve, bro. We're only here for a short time. They've stolen three years of our lives, maybe more for a lot of other people. For a lot of people that they convinced to take this fucking shot, they don't have a life anymore, or they live a life that is drastically altered from the one that they had before that. These people are stealing our fucking lives, bro. We're not getting that time back. And so it would be nice if we could all come together and like unify and stop arguing and bickering over bullshit and realize that we are all being played by them and we are not them and they are not us. Mm -hmm. I, 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 dude, that's all we need to have happen. If that happens on a mass scale, bro. They, these people can't do shit to us. We will fucking get this country back. It will become a place of prosperity, of peace, of harmony, of unification, and we'll get back to a great becoming a great nation. This nation is not filled with weak fucking pussy people, bro. It's, fill, it's filled with badass motherfuckers, and they amplify the voice and the vision and the optics of all the worst parts of our country, which is why I said in the previous segment, like these other countries better fucking realize 
that that is not the accurate representation of our country. What's really here. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a problem. But the problem stems from us not being smart enough to recognize that we are being pitted against each other economically, socially, racially, politically, and every single point of contact, every single point of, of contention is being focused in and agitated intentionally, which, dude, it's ruining the experience of being an American and being alive for a lot of people. Like, that's fucking wrong, bro. Yeah. And this is crimes against humanity. Like, what they've done is crimes against humanity. It's the biggest psychological manipulation shit that I think has ever happened in the history of Earth. And the only reason they've been able to do it is because they don't have any rules about regulating the technology because the technology is new. Now, good enough for us and great for us is, is that their own technology that they believe was going to help them control us has now blown up in their face and everybody's starting to see the truth. But the reality is, is not enough of us are speaking up, not enough of us are getting involved, not enough of us are getting engaged, still too many of us are scared of what they might say or what they might do. And the reality is, is if we don't wake the fuck up, bro, we're fucked. So I hate to be Mr. Doom and Gloom, but. <laughs> no, it's real shit, man. Well, I think I think it goes back to what you were saying in the first topic. It's like, you know, it's we have to stop with this whole giving these fucks the benefit of the doubt. These, these are, are evil, evil people. These are absolutely evil people. Yes. You know, and giving people the benefit of the doubt. Like it, it sounds like a good thing. Like you want to be tolerant of everybody else's feelings and beliefs and values. Right. But like they've, they have learned these evil fucks have learned how to take that and use that against us. We've become too tolerant. We've become way too, tolerant. way too tolerant. You know what I'm saying? And like, and dude, it's, 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 I think now it's it's a good we're we're at a good place because now I feel like they have you know this metaphorical mask that is being unveiled mm -hmm. it's slowly coming off right and if if people just take a few minutes to just look and see the true face of our enemy I think we'll see an amazing level of unity that we we haven't seen since at least 20, 2001 in my lifetime you know what I'm saying? Like the reason 2001 they were able to take, like, you know, whether you think it's conspiracy or not, you know, but fundamentally we were extremely united as a country, right? And it's because they gave us a common enemy. We had a face of an enemy, yeah. right? That if, if people just take some time to pay attention, that face is being revealed right now. And, and I'll give you a hint. It's not your fucking next door neighbor. It's not white supremacy. It's not white supremacy. It's, it's not, not the, it's not it's the not, gay guy that's walking down that's the street. Right. That's right. It's not. That's it's not, not black people. No, that's not our face of enemy. That's not the face of our enemy. You know, and so if it's communism, bro, and the face, can, of, the face of our enemy is a cultural insurgency that is going to fucking destroy everything that we've ever known America to be, and it's already working. Yeah, like, dude, this we're not following. We're living. Yeah. We are living in a very, very probably the most critical time ever in the history of humanity in terms of the preservation of the human race as we know it. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And so we should feel very fortunate that we have an opportunity where our words and actions actually could make an impact. Mm -hmm. I feel that way. Yeah, I know sure. this. I know if whatever happens to me, whether I fucking live a long, healthy life or whether I get my head chopped off for saying what I said, the reality is, is I'm going peacefully because the reality, I'm, I'm going with peace in my heart. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going peacefully, <laughs> but I'm going peace, peace in my heart 
because I know I fucking said and did everything I fucking could do. Mm. And I, I think it's going to be real important for everybody to have a come to Jesus moment with themselves about where the fuck you stand right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's very dangerous where we are, bro. And I think people are misjudging, you know, like they're not seeing the enemy because they're, like I said, there's too many breadcrumbs to follow. And like mm-hmm. the enemy is very easy to identify, bro. It's if you just take away the labels and you look at who's making what decisions, when you have a billionaire, a multi-billionaire who's never a met, who's not a medical professional, I don't have to say his name. Mm-hmm. When you have a multi-billionaire who's who's a medical professional, who's not a medical professional talking on stage about depopulating the earth with the proper use of vaccines and then he's running pandemic exercises, one before COVID and now another one just a couple months ago. And we start to, and then and we know, lift him up as a fucking bro. Man. And then he's buying all the farmland. He's putting dirt in the sky. Like this dude is playing God, okay? And we're, we're like, you don't have to fucking, you don't have to know his name. You would say that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And the same, the same line of thinking should be for all of these people. When Vladimir Zelensky, when okay, let's take his name out of it. When you have a a president, quote unquote, of another country coming to our country. And then basically shaming our people into not sending money so that he can fight a war. That doesn't, that's not in our interests. Right. Okay. When we have a president of the United States, regardless what the person's name is, and they are, have the border open and they're allowing the crime to go on and they are, uh, you know, making decisions to send all of our money over to this other country instead of taking care of the, the problems that are very obvious in our face here at home. That's not in the interests of our country. And, and do we have to let go of labels and biases and what we thought might be true and start to accept what is true. And what is true is we are losing this country. The people in charge are selling it down the drain because that's what's happening. We just don't see it yet. Y'all don't see it. They're all being paid. They're sellouts. They're making our shit and they're fucking us and they're fucking your kids and they're fucking your kids' kids. And if we don't wake the fuck up, dude, we might not get another chance. So I think it's important for everybody to really fucking think and observe what's going on and leave your political bias and what you think. To, like, dude, what better way to get people to allow us to sell this country down the drain than to get them a fight amongst themselves about something as simple as skin color? Mm-hmm. So they don't even have time to pay attention to what we're doing in the back. And then team. you wonder why racism is so heavily propagated, right? What, what would we have in terms of a fighting force um, with the amount in, in, in 10 years, with the amount of propagation that's happening in our, in our school-age children, what kind of fighting-age males are we going to have in 10 years? None. It'd be very, very low. So we have to start asking ourselves these fucking questions, dude, and being real honest about them. We, we have chemicals in our water. We have forever chemicals in our water that are reducing our, our fucking testosterone in our men. We have masculinity under attack. We have feminism. Uh, being promoted for the last fucking 20 years to the point now where you have Drew Barrymore on her knees in front of an actual biological male basically crying on national TV, sympathizing with this per Like, bro, women, women, women aren't even allowed to be women anymore. They're, it's women plus, which is kind of ironic because if they're just women, why do they call them women plus? Right. All right. You got men in the pool with college-age girls winning national championships. And, bro, women are being fucking erased. And they're not even, barely any women are saying shit because they're scared of the backlash. 
The backlash, by the way, that they all propagated into over the Me Too, cancel culture, feminism, and all this shit over the last, you guys have to come to Jesus, man. You got to say, hey, look, we were wrong. This is fucked up. And they're stealing our identity. They're stealing our sports. They're stealing our jobs. They're stealing our presence as a, as a fucking being. Okay, why are they doing that? Why are they, why are they promote, why did they promote feminism? Why did they promote this bad bitch culture? Why did they promote this alpha bitch culture right. where, you know, now, now women have to go out and compete with men in the workforce, right? Why do they do that? Why are they bringing men down? Why are, why are we really doing this? If it wasn't to accomplish what they want. Hold on. Yeah. Why are they doing it, dude? Tell me why. Are they, it's very simple. It's one of two things. Are they doing it to make us stronger or are they doing it to make us weaker? Which one is it? It's very obvious. It's obvious to you. Yeah. It's obvious to me, but I don't base my identity in some of these fucking social movements that are total bullshit. I have the ability to see through them and look at things for what they are. Yeah. I don't get caught up in the fucking rigmarole hubbub hysteria. I look at things. I'm like, well, that ain't right. And dude, all of these decisions that we're talking about, if broken down to the bottom line simplicity of them, you could just ask yourself, does an open border make us weaker or stronger? Does crime in the city make us weaker or stronger? Does teaching our kids... Sorry, um, I'm still not sure about that. Yeah, well, most, most people aren't. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. creepy. So the, but the point is, we go through all these issues, right? Is the economy stronger or weaker? Is... The, is our military stronger or weaker? Is, is, is our ability to get along stronger or weaker? In all of these cases, it's weaker. In all of them. All of them. And we all have to come to terms with that because, dude, these motherfuckers over in these other countries are not like it is here, dude. Over in China, man, they're teaching their kids how to disassemble and reassemble fucking firearms when they're eight years old. They're, they're rewarding in the TikTok algorithm solving the Rubik's Cube and solving math problems and becoming a great student. All the things that we used to do. We used to promote American excellence here until you guys start calling it fucking racist. Because the misogynist call it racist. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, all of these social weapons have been used against us in such a way where, you know, and, and like, dude, I, know, I already know a lot of you guys are going to comment here and say, well, what can we do? Dude, it's simple. I've been saying it forever. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. The systems may be fucked right now. But you can control your excellence and you control your family's excellence. And if you can control your excellence and raise the standard and raise your family's standard, and be, other people will be inspired by that. Your neighbor, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your, even your grandma, your mm -hmm. grandpa, other people, people that don't know you will see you making these changes. And they will see you rising above and they will want to rise above as well. Because, dude, we all know here in America, it's all about keeping up with the Joneses, motherfucker. Right. So. Everybody, it, a rising tide starts to inspire and raise all ships to where we are no longer dependent on their systems. If we're wealthy, we don't have to play by their games. If we're fucking healthy, we don't have to buy their medications. If we're not lazy, we're not consuming their data. If we are, um, or their propaganda. You see what I'm saying? And this is the solution. So when you guys say, well, what's, what can we do? Well, the first thing you can do is get your shit together. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. After that, bro, you know, we have other discussions, but I think for most of us here in America, we need to get healthy. Yeah. We need to get financially strong. Andy, with the economies, the, how much of the economy actually affects your shit? Not much. 
The only few of you that it actually affects are the people that have over $250,000 in liquid assets and you might lose some money. That's it. Most of you don't have that. That's real talk. So like, it's not going to affect you that much. What's going to affect you more is what you consume, how you move, who you associate with, what goals you set, you know, all of these things. Skills, building. These skills you learn, like all of these things, these are the the revolution that you're looking for. You see revolution just like you, you see the traditional definition of war to be missiles and guns and rockets and fucking soldiers. We're fighting a different kind of war now. We're fighting a cultural war. Okay. So just like we're fighting a different kind of war, the revolution that we're looking for is also different. Mm -hmm. And the revolution that we're looking for is the personal uh, excellence aspect. That's why it's called personal excellence, the ultimate rebellion. That's why I say that because it really is. It's what we can control. It's what we can handle. And eventually maybe we'll get some unity and we can actually handle some of the situation in society. But somebody's got to go first and that's you. That's me. That's us. And I work every day to be better, bro. I don't take anything for granted. Like, I think you guys know that if you follow me at all, you know that like I, I try to get better. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I try to hold a high standard and be better and better and better and better. And I've done that across my whole life. And, um, you know, if we all did that and we all work to be just a little bit better in all these areas, they wouldn't be able to control us, dude. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I, like it makes like, their strategy ineffective. Completely. You know, and I, like I, I want to talk to the person because I just had a thought come through my heart. It's like, you know, like I, I heard I can hear it now. Somebody saying, well, fuck, Andy, what if nobody, you know, the ripple effect of people seeing you raise your stand? Well, fuck, what if nobody looks? But fuck, what if what if somebody does? Everybody always does. You know what I'm saying? Everybody always does. We need Everybody an, we, always underestimates their own ability to impact the people around them. Yeah. You, you are a leader, even if you don't think you're a leader. And if you're a true leader and you actually give a fuck around the, about the people around you, whether it be your friend group, whether it be your family, whether it be whoever, you would become the best version of yourself or at least try really fucking hard. And that's, that's what we're missing in America. We're missing the pursuit of American excellence. Yeah. China's doing it. Russia does it. They fucking outlaw all this crazy ass shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have to look 10, 20 years down the road. Those of you with children, like you, your silence right now is a death sentence for your children. Real talk. Like your silence and cowardice and afraidness of what's going on is a death sentence for your children. Because by the time they are fucking, if you've got a five-year-old now, by the time they're 20, they're going to be fighting a fucking war that caught, that was happened because you were quiet. Or complacently eating crickets. Yeah, or, or, or eating crickets. That's right. Be, living in a society that's so dystopic, so third world, that they can barely survive. So, like, dude, we as Americans have to fucking rise to the occasion and, and come around to the reality of who the fuck we are. Absolutely, man. Guys, that was our third and final headline. It's time for our final segment of the show, as always. Thumbs up or dumb as fuck. Guys, you know how this works. Uh, we're going to show a headline. It'll get one of those two options. Our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, best cry I've ever heard. Cops describe relief after saving unconscious boy three trapped in car seat, completely submerged and reviving him with CPR. Uh, so this, this, uh, th- this is an incident that took place uh, a couple of weeks ago, but the body cam footage and everything just got released. Um, The article reads, officers have described the utter relief after they battled to save an unconscious three-year-old boy who was trapped in his car seat 
and completely submerged by water for three minutes before he was rescued and revived by the police. Uh, The child was trapped in the seat after the car had plunged into the canal following a car crash, according to the Miami-Dade Police Department in Florida, uh, which was called to the rescue. Despite heroic efforts, the father was unable to get the boy out of the car even after Good Samaritan saw the accident and tried to help. He had to stand by helplessly as cops performed CPR on his son. Body camera uh, footage uh, that has now been released of the February 27th uh, accident. Officers can be seen rushing into the murky water uh, to free the toddler. Officer Emmanuel Walton III rescued the boy and said about the moment he was revived, quote, as a father, if you hear there's a child underwater in a vehicle and the parent can't get it out, the first emotion that clicks in your head is go. Uh, Officer Junior Clerval added, quote, when the baby started crying, I started crying too because it was the best cry I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Sergeant Edward Webster, who is a father himself, said seeing a father helpless put the officers who have children themselves in a difficult situation. Uh, But he praised his officers for their work and added that it was a great teamwork. Here's a quick video. People screaming, I saw people fly me down. When I get out of the car, I see where the car is at, and I immediately get on the radio and ask for more units to help because where the car was and to access the, the people in the car was going to be very difficult. So I asked for more units to get there as quick as they could. Uh, this one was different because um, as a father, when you hear a child's underwater in a vehicle and their parent can't get them out, First emotion that clicks in your head is go. Yeah, so the boy's recovering, um, made a full recovery. Um, and it's not really sh- clear on how exactly the car ended up in that specific location, but. Um, the boy started breathing again. He was rushed to Baptist Health Homestead Hospital in Florida. Um, they kept telling the boy, he's going to be fine. You're okay. Um, and uh, the boy started shouting and screaming and crying, which is always a good sign. So, yeah, that's, the, uh, that's our story for the for this segment, what we got on it. Well, I mean, I think this, is, this represents the type of people that most police officers are. This is why they do the job. 99% of 99.99% of it. 99.99% of it. And occasionally you have some bad incidences, and usually it's because these people are put in difficult situations over and over and over again as a job. This, these guys are fucking heroes, dude. And um, that's it. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, th- these should be the kind of stories that are shown and told about the police officers. And by the way, these used to be the kind of stories that were that shown were told, yeah. and told about police officers. And this is why I say all the time, Instead of sending billions of dollars over to Ukraine or, uh, you know, funneling our tax dollars through a bunch of different rat holes so that these politicians can come into office versus, uh, you know, worth worth nothing and then leave worth hundreds of millions of dollars. We should be taking that money and police officers should be paid properly. Mm -hmm. And if we paid police officers properly, we would attract even more good police officers. Uh, but the problem is, you know, we've got a bunch of greedy fucks in Washington. And mm-hmm. just like teachers, I said on the other show, you know, where we pay these people a couple hundred, 250 grand a year to do a difficult job that's important to our society. This is another example of that similar reform that I believe that we need. Yeah. I believe police officers should be 
paid much more than what they're paid. I believe there should be a higher standard to become a police officer than what maybe we have right now, especially with the unpopularity of the profession, right? A lot of departments are getting desperate. They're bringing in people. Like we saw that situation in Memphis mm -hmm. where those uh, a lot of those police officers that they brought in were Fast actually tracked. former gang members. Fast track um, through the application And then we got process. gang activity inside the police force. So if we made the profession actually financially um, attractive. attractive to <laughs> quality individuals, you would attract quality individuals. And then you could push out all the power hungry, you know, fucking 1% bad shit bags. They would be pushed out. It's very simple. Would you rather, if you knew you could like do some dumb shit and you would lose a job that's paying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, wouldn't do dumb shit. Versus a job that okay, maybe pays thirty five. Yeah, that's right. The Bro, easy. that's obscene. That's obscene shit. Yeah, yeah. thirty something thousand dollars to do a fucking job like that. That's fucking absurd. That's obscene. It's unacceptable, and it needs to be fixed if we want a true, peaceful, harmonious uh, country. Because these are the people that have to keep order when. When we, you know, have that 1% or 2% of shit bags in real life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the police need to be allowed to do their fucking jobs, bro. Like yeah. this, this, these prosecuting attorneys and the leadership and, you know, politics and all that shit, bro. We need major reform here. Yeah. Same with the teachers. Like, like the teacher union should be thrown the fucking trash. And we should go straight up to a 100% a, a free market capitalist situation where there is no teacher union. We pay, we pay them a lot more money. We attract quality people. We weed out the fucking shit bags and we have a functioning system. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how you solve shit. It's very easy. Yeah. Very and, easy. and by the way, people say, well, where's that money going to come from? Well, fuck, dude. It could come from the hundreds of billions of dollars that we send to Ukraine. Exactly. And, and we do that shit every year. <laughs> and what, before it was Ukraine, it was Afghanistan. Exactly. Before it was Afghanistan, it was Iraq. Before it was Iraq, it was something else. Or gender studies in fucking that, That's Ethiopia. what I'm saying. There's so yeah. much waste. That it could like, dude, if this was an actual business, like this is this is why you need a true business person to run the country because they need to be a, a, like, a this, successful business. Like person. if this was my business and I yeah. and this was how they run it, we'd be out of business. Yeah. Right? You have to have cash flow. You have to have a positive equity. You have to have uh, you know, you can't spend more money than you bring in. Right. right? And and so their answer always is to bring in more money, more money, more money not to solve the problems, to steal it. And so until that's corrected, bro, we're not going to have any real solutions long-term. But you said thumbs up or thumbs down. This is fucking thumbs up. No doubt and about it. And I think this represents the, the heart and soul of our police community. This is also why I truly believe that, uh, that police still, I still believe this. A lot of people don't. But I still believe when push comes to shove, police are going to hold the fucking line for freedom. I believe the military will too. So, you know. No. What, what police and military got to figure out and the three-letter agencies need to figure out is that if you guys all just fucking got together, because we all know what's happening, there's a political battle, just like there's a political battle happening between us, the people, and our leadership in the country, there's a political battle happening inside these agencies, inside the military, inside police departments, inside the teachers' unions, okay? And if we could get everybody to understand what exactly is happening and that there's a lot of people there's like most police officers most military most fbi most cia most of these people are actually patriotic americans that think this shit is fucked up if you guys would all stand the fuck up in unity this shit would stop for the rest of us and that's an important thing 
That's what you signed up for. You signed up to uphold the Constitution, not uphold loyalty to fucking tyrants. And so if these people would all figure out that like you actually, just like we, the people in the country, have the power over the fucking government, the foot soldiers, the street officers, the, the non-leadership of all these agencies, you guys hold the power too. You, you guys hold you the power the too. You have the numbers. They can't function without you. So why not get together and say, hey, fuck you guys. In the benefit of like the rest of us, we'd all appreciate it. <laughs> right. That's real, man. Anyway, Thumbs I love up this. to this. Yeah, yeah thumbs up to this. I, that's very weird. Very uh, weird how the car got in that spot. Yeah, it was a super tight spot. Yeah. yeah. Super weird, man. Well, guys, Andy, that's all I got. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no head